Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Well, the last podcast in John chapter 19, we discussed the crucifixion of Jesus. And John chapter 19 and the crucifixion of Jesus actually took the Grinded podcast to over a thousand downloads. And that doesn't include uh, from the people who watch it on YouTube. So I just want to personally take a moment to say thank you for watching and listening to the Grinded podcast. I pray that you are sharing it with your friends and your family. And but most of all, I pray that you are encouraged to grow closer to Jesus. And if you are not a follower of Jesus, that you will become one, uh, that the Holy Spirit will just tug at your heartstrings and you will be obedient through these podcasts. Um, we can be seen on YouTube and we can be heard on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and also Pandora. But I just wanted to start off by saying we're over a thousand downloads, which you know, compared to a, a lot of podcasts, that's that's nothing. They get more than that per each episode. And I, I believe we have forty-three episodes, and we're averaging over two hundred downloads an episode, which is awesome. And so, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for watching on YouTube, and thank you for sharing. Because when you share the Grinded Podcast with your friends and your family, your coworkers, whoever. You're actually sharing Christ. You're sharing people the ability to hear about Jesus and get to know Jesus for themselves. So uh, it, it, it's like you're producing fruit by using the podcast. And so God bless you. Thank you for doing so. And I pray that you will continue uh, to, to be a listener, to watch on YouTube, and to share the Grinded podcast. Like I said, we covered the crucifixion in the last podcast in John chapter 19. And we talked about the horrible pain that Jesus endured before he ever took his last breath on the cross. But today is the day. Today, in John chapter 20, it, it, it's probably the most important chapter in the Bible. And in, in, in the other three Gospels as well cover this story of the resurrection. This is the, the absolute greatest event that has ever happened in our history. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The disciples have uh, watched him die on the cross. His his followers, his close friends, they have seen him take his last breath. They, they, they saw Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus preparing the body and putting it in that tomb and that stone sealing up the tomb. And, and all was doom and gloom for these guys and for these women until today. In John chapter 23 days has passed since Jesus has has died on the cross and today is the day that he rises victorious over sin hell and death um, there's a song an old hymn that I've sang all my life especially growing up uh, in a certain church but we, we sing this a lot with because he lives I can face tomorrow, right? And, and, and it's called hope. And hope has a name. And his name is Jesus. And this, this event, the resurrection, is why 
we have hope. You can you can dig into all the religions in the world, but the people who started those religions, their bones are still in the grave. Their their bodies are still there, but not Jesus. The tomb where they placed his body was empty and is empty for a reason because he had to die on the cross. He told these his disciples and his followers over and over again. They just they just didn't get it. They just never could uh, comprehend or grasp the concept of the death, burial, and resurrection. But Jesus had to die so that he could pay the penalty for our sin. And he had to rise again to be victorious, to be that sacrificial lamb that he could make us friends again, or he could reconcile us back to God. He paid our sin debt on the cross. And when he comes out of this tomb victorious, holding the keys to death, hell, and the grave, it gives us victory. And we have hope. And that, that's why, and, and I'm a victim of this as well. My dad committed suicide when I was three years old, but it, it, it pains me. It hurts me when, when people commit suicide because what they're doing is they're saying, I've lost all hope. There, there's nothing else out there. But beloved, there's, there's so much more. If you would just give Jesus a try, give Jesus a chance. He is hope. And what I want to do this, uh, just starting off is I want to read the first two verses of John chapter 20. It says, Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene, she came to the tomb and she found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and she found Simon Peter and the other disciple, which would be John. John just does not want to name himself here. So he's just saying, and that other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So who was the first people to see the birth of Jesus? And not only did they see it, but they ran back and they started to proclaim the good news that there is a Savior that has been born for the world to see and to have their sins forgiven. God used shepherds to, to, to do that. Shepherds were the first to see the birth of Jesus. They were the first to arrive and to see this baby that God says he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And a shepherd or shepherds, they were considered unclean. And God used unclean people to share the, the great joy, the great message of the birth of Jesus. And now here it is, resurrection morning. And Mary Magdalene is a woman. And women, even though they have come a long way since the Bible days, but in the Bible, women were not highly favored. They, they, were, they were not very well looked upon. Um, they, for whatever reason, just they had a place in society, and that was about it. And, 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 and many times when you read the Bible, it'll say men, men, men. Just like, for instance, when uh, they had the feeding of the 5,000, it says the number of men were about 5,000. They didn't even count the women and the children. So uh, we've come a long way since Jesus, but even Jesus, he exalted women. He, he, he gave women notoriety and, 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 and such as that. 
and, and you can see this is a perfect example right here because Mary Magdalene was a woman who Jesus had cast out many demons out of, and she had become a close friend to Jesus and with Jesus. And so she is going to visit the tomb. And, and John says, we'll mention this in a minute, but John says while it's still dark, she goes to visit the tomb. She's going uh, to pay her respects to, to the body of Jesus. She has just lost her best friend, and it's been three days it, you know, because they had to shut everything down because of the Sabbath and, and the Passover. And so she hasn't been able to visit the, the tomb or the, the, the grave. And so she goes to visit the tomb, and there, there's a problem here. The, 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 the tomb is empty. The stone has been rolled away, and the tomb was empty. And so she runs back, and she finds Peter and John, and she tells them the news. And so they take off running to the tomb. Listen to this. In John chapter 20, verses 3 through 10, it says, Peter and the other disciple, that'd be John, started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped down and he looked in and he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciples who had reached the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that Jesus must rise from the dead. And then John says in verse 10, they went home. So John outruns Peter to the tomb, but he, does, he doesn't go inside. He, he kind of respectfully doesn't go in and he kneels down and he, he just hangs out at the doorway. And, and he must have been a fast runner or Peter's just super slow. But Peter finally catches up. But Peter doesn't stop at the doorway just showing his boldness the way he always has ever since he's been a part of Jesus' group of 12 disciples or apostles. When Peter gets there, he goes straight inside, and he sees the grave clothes lying there, and he sees the the wrap that had been around Jesus' head, and it's neatly folded, and and it's laying separate from the other grave clothes. And John says that they believed. And so my question is, what did he believe? And John specifically points it out here that they did not comprehend that Jesus had to be resurrected, that he would rise again on the third day. And so I believe what uh, John is saying that they believed was Mary's story. Because Mary was the first one, just like the shepherds were the first to visit, the, the unclean shepherds were the first to visit uh, the baby Jesus and announce his birth to, to the, the world around them. Here is a woman who uh, is, first of all, is a woman, and they weren't looked well upon in the uh, Bible days. But not only was she a woman, but she was a woman who had a lot of demons at one time. She was crazy. People were scared to death of this woman. And so maybe they were just, you know, kind of thinking she's lost her mind again. And, and so they run to the tomb to see for themselves, is Jesus, is the, is the stone really rolled away? Is the body really gone? You know, what's going on? And so uh, John gets to the tomb first, Peter arrives, they both go in and they believe. And what I believe, or what I think they believe is Mary's story, that the body is now gone. They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where 
They've put him, she says. So let's break it down like this. Mary went to the tomb to visit the body, right? She arrives at the tomb. The body's gone. The tomb is empty, but the grave clothes are laying there. They're neatly folded. She's hysterical. She's, she's going, you know, she's losing it. And so she runs back to tell the others that the body is missing and that, uh, and, and not, she wasn't telling them that he's resurrected because she didn't understand that. She's just telling them that the body is missing. And so Peter and John, they hear the message. They didn't believe her, so they go see it. Because that's what we do. We want to see things for ourselves. We we don't just don't believe people's story. You know, especially in today's time, all this fake news going on. We we want to see it for ourselves. We want to be able to reach out and touch it with our own hands. So we we want firsthand knowledge. We don't want somebody else's version because you know they 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 could be wrong. And so they go to the tomb and they they see it empty and they see the grave clothes, and that it, it it's then that Peter in my opinion, believes Mary's story. Not that Jesus is resurrected, because John specifically made it a point to say that they did not understand that Jesus had to be raised from the dead. But he, in my opinion, he believed Mary's story, that she's not crazy, that she's not uh, hallucinating or dreaming or whatever, that, or, or you know, whatever. They believed because they see it for themselves. They see the empty tomb. And John says that they went home. We'll pick up with that when we come back from break. My name is Dinah Grace Hawk, and I started a movement of empowerment. I focus on Revelation 12:11, which states that we will overcome, conquer, and defeat him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we will not love our own lives even unto death. See, sharing testimony squashes pride. It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how He's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry, and they're going to share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk, and you get to be a part of this movement too. I'll see you there. So Peter and John, they arrive at the tomb. They see the empty uh, tomb. They see the grave clothes, and they see the napkin there were uh, folded up where it had covered Jesus's head, and they see it laying there. And John says they just went back home, and I'm sure that they're feeling defeated because they have lost their best friend. They have seen him die on the cross. They saw him take his last breath. They seen him put in this tomb, and now he's gone. His body is just absolutely missing. And they, they, they're just wondering, what in the world is going on? This guy has told us that he is the Son of God, that he is from God, that he is the Messiah, the one who we've been looking for for a long, long time. And he has let them defeat him and, and put him on a cross and crucify him and put him in this tomb. And now he's gone. And, and they have lost all hope. They, they, they're depressed. They're feeling all these emotions and they can't handle it, and they're going back home feeling defeated. They thought it was all over, that there was no hope, that hope was lost, and, and they would just go back to fishing or whatever they were doing before Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers 
of men. And in fact, John 20, 19 says that the disciples were meeting together in a house with the doors locked because they were full of fear, thinking that they're going to be next. I mean, they've been following this guy for three, three and a half years. People know that they were associated with Jesus. They've seen what happened to Jesus. And so now they're thinking, we're next. We thought this guy was the one, but now we're all fixing to die. So they're, they're all meeting together, probably trying to figure out what the next step is and what's going on and what's happening. What are they, I mean, how are they going to find the body? And, and But they have the doors locked because they're scared and they're fearing the Jewish leaders. I mean, they had given everything that they had to follow Jesus, and now he's gone. He's dead. And not only is he gone, but his body's missing. And so they're, maybe they're asking, where do we go from here? But I'll come back to that in, in, in just a little bit when we get on further into this chapter. But I, I want to focus, because John focuses on Mary Magdalene for a little bit. In John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18, it says, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they've put him. And she turned to leave and saw someone standing there, and it was Jesus, but she did not recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, and she turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't ascended. I haven't yet ascended to the father, but go to find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. And then she gave them his, his message. Now, this is how tore up and devastated Mary was. She is standing outside the tomb. She stoops down so she can see inside once again. And the tomb that was empty with just the grave clothes lying there, there there's two people inside. And not only are there, there are two people inside, but they're trying to have a conversation with Mary, and they ask her, "Dear woman, why are you crying?" And, and the and the word "crying" it's not a it, it is such a deep cry that her you know that, that her chest is hurting. She is crying uncontrollably. She is absolutely devastated. The word there is "kaleo," and you, you can ch- check it out. It means to cry uncontrollably, to be well, to to mourn. She was so upset, so torn up, so devastated because she did not expect this. She was coming to a tomb to pay respects to the body of Jesus, and it's gone. And, and, and she is so devastated that she doesn't even realize that, hey, this tomb was empty a while ago. Now there's two people in here, and they're having a conversation with me. She is so devastated. She doesn't want to have a conversation. She just answers their question, and she turns to walk away. And when she turned to walk away, there stood Jesus. But yet again, 
I, maybe it's from all the tears. Maybe it's from her, her mind not being in, a, in the right place because she's so tore up. Maybe it's because uh, the beatings that Jesus took, and we know that he had the scars. Maybe because Isaiah 52 says that you wouldn't even recognize Jesus when you saw him because he was beaten so badly and his beard had been ripped off. It, it, so maybe it was just a combination of everything. But Mary was so devastated, she didn't realize that she's talking to angels. And she doesn't realize that Jesus is Jesus. She thinks he is the gardener. And she thinks that she can just walk up to Jesus and, and, or this gardener and say, you know, just tell me where you put the body. Because Jesus talks to her. He, and she didn't even recognize his voice. She, he says, woman, why are you crying? It's the same question the angels asked her. Who are you looking for? And her, she didn't say Jesus. She just said, sir, if you have taken him away, please tell me where you put him and I'll go get him. Now, have you ever picked up dead weight? You know, if a person's not able to help you to, to lift them up off the ground, dead weight is very heavy. And so how, how Mary's just not even thinking straight. How is this woman, no matter how small or how big she was, how is she going to go pick up a dead body and that's full of, of a, you know, you got the dead weight, and then you got all the spices and ointments that, that have, have been uh, put on his body, which was 75 pounds. It would be a lot of weight to have to carry back to the tomb. And so Mary's just not thinking right. You know, Peter and John have gone home. They've left her all alone. And she is there at this empty tomb, devastated, and she's all alone. And she is trying to figure out and comprehend what is going on here. Why is this happening? And she's crying uncontrollably. She's talking to angels. She doesn't even realize it. She turns and she's talking to Jesus. She thinks he's the gardener. And, and so I want to point something out here. John started this chapter off saying that it it was dark when Mary went to the tomb. It was still dark, John says. And so we could say this was Mary's darkest hour. That that she is she has just at her rope's end. She has lost all hope because her best friend is died. He's been buried, and now his body is missing, and it's dark outside. And so you, we could say this is Mary's darkest hour. But even in Mary's darkest hour, listen to this, she is surrounded by God, and she doesn't even realize it. She is talking to God. She is talking to two angels inside the tomb, and she doesn't even realize that they're angels. She turns, and there stands Jesus right there. She is surrounded by God in her darkest hour and doesn't even realize it. She thinks Jesus is their gardener. And so she's asking him, where have you put his body? If you just tell me, I'll go get him. So, beloved, if you have reached your rope's end, if, you have, if you're just full of depression, and I know I promise, I, I've been there. I, I, I know what I'm talking about here. So trust me. If you're in your darkest hour and you think there's nothing left and you, all hope is gone, listen to me. You are surrounded by God. He is everywhere. He's omnipresent. He is all around you. And He's, he, he's trying to have a conversation with you if you'll just listen Listen, he, he's, he's calling you by name. 
He knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows everything that you're dealing with. He knows everything you're going through. Nothing catches him by surprise. And here's Mary surrounded by God, and she doesn't even realize it. That's how tore up she is. And I just I, I want to give you hope. And his name is Jesus. And if you will turn to him and pour your heart out to him, just have a conversation with him. Because he wants to have one with you. And he's trying to. But you keep rejecting him. Why do people reject hope? And far too often they end their life. They feel like they have nothing else and, and no hope and nothing else to live for. But we have everything to live for because when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, there is a new hope. There is a new purpose and that's to live for Him and to serve Him and to tell others about Him. And, and, and He will change your life drastically. He will, make the great, he will give you the greatest peace that you have ever known he will he will give you he will take your your time of chaos your time of confusion your time of despair and defeat just like mary had she she was going through all these emotions but the instant the as soon as jesus called her by her name all that was gone because she it just clicked in her head and she realized this is jesus this is jesus He's hope. And here he is. He's standing right before me. And if you would give Jesus just a try, he will give you hope. He will give you peace like you've never, ever can imagine. Mary didn't realize that she was surrounded by God in the midst of her darkest hour, but he was there the whole time. Time. She was not left alone. Even though Peter and John, they took off back home, devastated, because she was right. The, the tomb was empty. Mary was not alone. God was there the whole time. And she's talking to these two angels. And, and there's Jesus, and she's talking to Jesus, and she doesn't even realize that she was surrounded by God. And I just want to remind you that you are Precious in the sight of God. And He wants to have a relationship with you. Give Him a chance. Listen. He's calling you by your name. And that's what we're going to pick up with in the next podcast. Because He calls Mary by her name. And it was then that she realized, this is Jesus. And she just jumps at His feet and grabs a hold of Him. And He says, look, don't cling to me. But we'll get into that uh, next time. But it's like she's saying, you ain't going nowhere this time, dude. We thought we lost you. Uh-uh. And Jesus says, I'm here. It's me. But don't cling to me because I haven't ascended to my father and to your father. But here's what I need you to do, Mary. Get up and you go find the brethren. You go find your brothers and sisters, the ones who were following me. And you tell them that I'm alive, that you've seen me. And you give them this message. And that's exactly what she does. She gets up and she runs back and she finds the others and she says, I have seen the Lord. And she tells them his message. There is hope. And hope has a name. His name is Jesus. I pray that you find that hope before it's too late. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grind It podcast today. 
You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just oh my, grind it. Been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle paid the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. all my life.